and this is the Exploring Happiness podcast. Let's get happier together! Hello and good morning! Well, it's morning here. Today I'm going to talk about the Exploring Happiness framework and particularly the first pillar, mindset. So just briefly, the Exploring Happiness framework is something I came up with. The framework has six pillars which lead to happiness. So they kind of carry happiness. Happiness is built on six pillars. The six pillars are mindset, health, connections, so relationships, resources, dreams, and letting go. And I'm going to talk about mindset today, the first pillar. We have so much more influence on our thoughts and emotions than we are aware of, or we can have so much more influence. I think that's better said. But they, thoughts and emotions, also have so much influence on us. But in a different way when, than we often think, or I hear others saying, and I thought uh, I knew the way uh, our emotions and thoughts would um, influence us. First of all, very important, don't believe everything you think. There are brain patterns which are formed in our childhood and youth. And some of them might be obsolete and some of them might be not so great from the start. Just because they are mostly taught um, by, by our parents. And our parents might be great people, but they also don't know well, they don't know everything and you don't have to know everything, but they might have not done the, all this teaching consciously. So they might have thought they need to tell us all our boundaries. But if you look in, into what that means, it might also just box our thinking up and keep us locked in in something we, we should get out of because it's not supporting us. So what do I mean? Well, brain patterns. So it's things which we are taught as children. So our brain, uh, when we are born, is a clean slate. And our parents or whoever is around us in our childhood and then later also in our youth. Um, so mostly our parents are really influential in writing on this clean slate. So all the things we learn about safety, um, not walking onto the street, and uh, but also all the social safety. So what our parents think would make us safe in society, how we should act so that in a way we don't get expelled, um, we don't get banned from society. I mean, that's a lot of times what what we learn, most of what we learn. I mean, we do learn not to step on the street and look for cars or well, wait until a grown-up is there and then later uh, wait f uh, if there are cars, have a look and then walk. Things like that. Yes, that's really important. But a lot of what we learn is what people might think about us and what we should or should not do so that people still like us. So brain patterns influence our thinking. So it's it's like a highway uh, which is already built and our thoughts like happily go onto that and drive as fast as they can. Um, so 
but you can make new pathways um, looking at what you always believe is to be true and then decide to just do it differently. Find another pathway, go off the road and into the wild, uh, well, onto some side path or form a new path, form and build a new highway. Um, so that's one of the things which influence our thinking. And I, I'm pretty sure you have often thought like, why do I sound like my mother or like my father or why don't I actually want this? <laughs> so that, that would be uh, brain patterns. And I have talked about that in the last season. I also talked about negativity bias. And that's a protection by the brain against threats so that we always notice and register negative happenings. So if you have a really good day or just a normal day and something bad happens, you're very much more likely to remember that than anything else. Um, it's just that our brain makes us aware of threat. And threat might be that the person in the post office wasn't nice to you or something like that. I mean, it's not something dangerous. It's not like the world is going to collapse. But it's what we register. And how many times do you have, like, think like, oh, this day was really good until this happened? We actually can let this not happen. I mean, it might happen, but it doesn't need to take over the day. So that's negativity bias. Both of these, the brain patterns or beliefs and the negativity bias are actually in place to protect us. Because we come out with a clean slate brain, we also don't really know about threats. It's just a matter of understanding that some of these threats are not super threats, uh, but like our body can't always differentiate between that. I mean, we can rationalize some of them, but sometimes, I mean, we get so worked up over something and then like three years in hindsight, we're thinking, what, what the hell? Why did, why did I work, get so worked up on that? It wasn't really a threat. I could have just done it differently. Because threats and negative emotions narrowed us down into a tunnel, but positive emotions open us up. So this is why mindset is so important that we always find a way back to the positive emotions. We have negative emotions. We have to have them. Um, they're important. They're protecting us. But we should be careful not getting stuck in those. And a lot of times we start to tell our stories, uh, ourselves stories, so that these negative emotions start to make sense. We start to make up stories how dangerous something really was or how mean somebody else really was and sometimes it's true but a lot of times we just keep spiraling and making it worse and staying in that negative emotion instead of trying to find our way out back into the positive emotions or neutral to lightly positive emotions. So there are lots of ways how to do that. And the brain patterns or beliefs, um, they sit in our brain. They, they sit there and we just recognize them sometimes. But of course, we don't know exactly where they are. And um, 
it's quite surprising if we work on our beliefs like two years later you think like well there's still one left <laughs> what does that one do there <laughs> how did i not see that one it's not like decluttering and you can like your your belongings and you can actually see those things even though sometimes i'm still surprised that there's something in that corner but uh it's 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 the brain <laughs> it's things we we are not really aware of so uh but we the good thing is we can override these beliefs it's uh, called neuroplasticity and we can we can work with affirmations um, and with, I guess, mantras, um, and also with being aware of those thoughts and beliefs, and then taking another pathway, working with affirmations, so telling us something else, instead of uh, telling ourselves how worthless we are, we can tell ourselves how worthy we are, we can tell ourselves that, yes, we can take a break, and we do have the time, instead of always telling ourselves that we don't have time. Um, so there's a lot of things in that direction we can do, but we can also just go like, oh, what's happening in my brain? What's happening today? And then go like, okay, I would, like, I would automatically now do this. I don't do that. I just do something else. And that can be sometimes just jump up and scream or break into dance or just run outside and take a walk or... Um, something else. It just needs to be something else. It doesn't need to be any sensible thing. It just needs to be something else to break that cycle of things we do automatically. There's also, for particularly for the negativity bias, there's also uh, gratitude and positive thinking. I also believe that gratitude and positive thinking are very similar because gratitude is looking at something and appreciating it. So finding the positive aspect, positive thinking in my books is when you acknowledge that there's always a negative, but there's also always a positive. And instead of focusing too much on the negative, you have a look where the positive is and start focusing on that. So it's acknowledging that there's negative. It's not blindly being optimistic or whatever, uh, but it's the decision to focus on the positive aspect rather than on the negative. Um, and gratitude is pretty much that. So you can be grateful for something which you also hate <laughs> just because it gives you a new perspective or whatever it is. Um, it makes you find a positive. Um, and those two help against negativity bias. It, they help against getting too lost in, in that negative spiral of thinking and protecting ourselves from threats and whatever, um, it, it turns us back to, towards the positive, to set us up for new opportunities, uh, but also setting us up for that the next negative thing will happen and it's better to be in the positive zone than already in the negative zone. I mean, how does it feel when just negative things happen and happen and happen to you and you go like, well, give me a break. So... It's better to turn back to positive and either stay there or be prepared for the next negative, whichever works for you. So the other thing is emotions. So we can actually trigger our emotions. It's hormones. We, um, uh, emotions are based on, on hormones. 
um, and they help us do something. It's a natural survival triggers we have. And in terms of emotions, I've talked about that a lot, but they are the four happy hormones, at least uh, according to Loretta um, Garciano Bräuning in her book, Habits for the Happy Brain. Um, and that would be those we probably all know, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and uh, endorphins. So we can actually trigger those. We don't have to sit and wait for uh, dopamine to happen or oxytocin to happen. We can, we can do something about it. Oxytocin is, is a connection hormone. And we, we are going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about connections um, in a later episode. But you can intentionally increase oxytocin by making connections, by investing time, uh, spending time with somebody you really like, or um, just going outside and smiling at people and just having casual small talks here and there. That already increases oxytocin. You can also um, find somebody to give a hug, preferably somebody you already know. Um, but you can you can build, you can trigger that um, that heavy hormone intentionally. You, it's in your hands. The same with dopamine. I mean, yes, dopamine is also released when we eat fatty and uh, sugary food. So you can go and have a donut. Probably not the best idea. It can also be triggered by uh, different things, a variety of things which uh, are um, leading into addiction. Uh, but uh, you can also trigger it by just ticking off things from a to-do list um, or just finishing something um, or that's probably the best. Getting a not new uh, tool would be also one, uh, but um, that leads into uh, retail therapy possibly. So let's go with ticking off lists. Just try to be aware that um, you might get into um, like this hamster wheel of um, trying to be more productive and ticking off more things. But, you know, if you need a little bit of a push, just take your to-do list and tick some things off and then go with that. And serotonin is to be pr proud of something. I mean, you probably could release that uh, by just looking at, at what you have achieved and possibly talking to somebody about it. Uh, but um, try to, to stimulate that feeling of being proud of some of your achievements. Endorphins is something when you uh, is released when, when you're laughing very hard or crying very hard um, or uh, when you um, well go for a run or do some exercise. Um, so, well, maybe watch a really funny movie or just go for a run. <laughs> I don't really like to run. I walk. But um, I think probably it's released too. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it's in your hands. You don't have to stay unhappy. You can do something about it. And I'm going to talk again about this in health uh, in a, when I talk about the pillars of health and connections. So what are the takeaways from uh, this episode? Well, the most important thing is you can do something about your mindset. You can get into your head and into your hormones and just turn them around. It's not that simple, of course, but in a way it is. So there's a lot about 
being aware and um, recognizing patterns, recognizing this tendency to always remember the negative and then work with that. So one thing is definitely affirmations. Just go with some simple ones. Uh, tell yourself, whatever, every morning, I love myself, I'm worthy, um, something like that. And with gratitude, you can just think it. I'm not a big journaler. I, I'm trying, <laughs> but I, I'm still getting into that. But just think it. Think about something you can be grateful for. And if you can, just write it down somewhere. Just write one sentence, maybe every day or every time you remember. There's also meditation, which is really good because it gives you um, the opportunity to stand back a little bit from your thoughts and feelings, have a look at them and decide if you actually want to think them. So it also helps you to, um, to see how you're not so dependent on your thoughts and feelings as you might think. Um, so there's great apps out there. I'm using Headspace and they have, have a free version. Uh, they have um, this basic training and you could just do three minutes here and there and just see if it works for you. Um, and then always look for the positive. If you're like, oh, it's all so negative, it's all, everything is just going wrong, have a look what's not going wrong because there's always something. I know I sound like a silly optimist, but there is always something positive. There's always a positive angle. And if it's just that you learn something, <laughs> I mean, sometimes the positive thing in something is really that you learn something or that you haven't given up. But, you know, whatever it takes. Um, so look for the positive. Find it. And if, it, if your day is uh, just like a little bit like, uh, just still try to find something positive. Or try to trigger positive emotions by connecting with somebody, by giving somebody a hug or talking to somebody, um, by maybe just listening to somebody. I'm not so great in listening, so but it apparently it helps. Um, by ticking off something from your lists, by exercising or by being proud of something. When we tackle the pillar mindset, um, this already leads to quite a lot of more happiness. So have a look into that. Have a look at what works for you. And I talk to you next week again about the pillar health. Have a happy week. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week when we explore more happiness together.